Henrico is on the forefront of solving a major issue that we're dealing with in society today. You know, I think businesses, we're all experiencing the same problems, I guess I would say, with the labor shortages. So, you know, I feel like the more businesses that get involved with a program uh, such as Henrico CTE program, I think the more we can all help each other solve this major issue. It's a win-win. It is. Yeah. We are developing students for the industry, career technical education, so that they become our replacements. These young people have chosen this opportunity to get a jump start on their career. They'll have a better idea uh, about what they want to do and what they're good at by the time they leave high school. There's some great opportunities for these students that are coming out of the career and technical programs from Henrico County. Hello, hello, and welcome to another edition of Henrico CTE. Now I'm Rashawn Garnett, and with me I have... Mike Roberts. And Mike, today we are broadcasting from your old stomping grounds. Where are we at, Mike? Chesterfield County, out in... Uh, we're still in the Melothian area right now? Yes, we're in Melothian. There we go. Yeah, as you can hear, we have a guest sitting across from us. But before we get to them, I want to remind you to check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Check out HenricoCTE.com to find out all the awesome programs we offer your student inside of Henrico County. So it's like, what are you guys doing in Chesterfield? Well, we were invited. <laughs> yeah, we got invited outside of Henrico. So that's cool. That's cool. Hey, look, we any any business that wants to come and takes an interest in our kids, in our students, we're, we're going to come talk to them. So Absolutely. Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast on all of your major podcast apps. Yeah, I switched from venue to apps. and uh, I'll take that. And, all, and the majority of your minor ones. So look us up, like, and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We're doing them every other week or dropping new ones every other week. We've got four years of content, lots of uh, you know listening to do to get caught up if you're just uh, listening to us for the first time. Yeah, binge just like you would binge Stranger Things, right? Because uh, right? Rashawn we, just got I, on that I binge. I just started watching Stranger Things, <laughs> and I couldn't put it down. Yeah. Uh, had to put it down to record a podcast, but after that, I'm going right back to it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Totally kidding, man. Taking you're half the day thing, off. Taking, you're half, taking the day off half the day off to catch just up. to catch up on Stranger Things. But uh, let's get, let's stay on topic, Mike. We have to stay on topic here, dude. You that's I, what they pay us to you do. You ran off the road. They I'm pay sorry. us to, to stay on topic. And today we are speaking with President of Synergy Technical Services, Mr. Jeff Covington. He's sitting right across from us. We are flanked by whiteboards. There are whiteboards everywhere here, all gray paint, and uh, I like it. I like this space. One of my favorite things it says it says. The devil is in the details. If we don't pay attention to the details, the devil will come out! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! So, uh, you guys pride yourself on on the details. Tell us a little bit more about Synergy. We're trying to be different than a lot of our uh, you know competition in the market. You know, we're offering the three different trades of HVAC, plumbing, and electrical. So, of course, with offering three different trades, there's a lot of different types of work that goes on, which is why we have to focus on the details. Yeah, devil's in the details for sure, and uh, you guys do some very, very complex work, uh, I'm sure, as well. So let's talk a little bit about you, though. Do you have a CTE background, Jeff? Did you take any CTE classes, maybe a wood shop, maybe anything that allowed you to be more hands-on, maybe middle school, high school? So in high school, I actually uh, went to the Chesterfield Technical Center oh. and uh, took auto body classes. I always wanted to work on cars when I was younger. Sounds um, like Mike. Almost. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, that was, a, that was a very fun experience, but I actually ended up taking uh, the adult education classes at night at Chesterfield Tech Center for HVAC. Okay. Family wanted me to go to college. I have three older brothers that went to college, and that's, you know, where everybody wants you to go, right? 
I decided I was going to take the summer off out of high school and uh, you know, started working for uh, a friend of the family that had a small heating and air business. And then realized, hmm, I like working outside and different sceneries and things like that. I don't want to sit in an office. Yeah. So that's where, you know, my background in heating and air conditioning started back in 1994. Okay. Yeah, so a couple of years in of, of sticking with it and putting college on hold, you know, started excelling pretty well in it, learning and, and enjoyed it. So that's when I decided to go to taking the, the classes at uh, Chesterfield Tech Center for HVAC. Pretty cool. Did you remember anything from your automotive days that kind of helped you out? I don't know. You were doing auto body. <laughs> How well, did I mean, that you still You still have the basic... Uh Workplace readiness, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, the soft skills, of course. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But were you anything maybe that skill-wise that you carried over into those days when we were doing adult education? It was the work ethic. You know, I was lucky enough in my senior year of high school through the auto body program, I got to do an apprenticeship and worked in a body shop. And, of course, being a high school kid coming in and working with these, these grown guys that have been doing it for years. Yeah. You know, always got a hard time. You, you didn't slack. You yeah, know, you, you worked. You worked really hard, and uh, you know I think that was one of the biggest things that I, I took from that experience that I carried over into uh, my career in heating and air conditioning. You mentioned that you started working with a family friend in HVAC. Was that where it really like clicked for you that hey, maybe I can actually make a living doing this? Not at first. You know, at first it was <laughs> just kind of uh, hey, you know, I'm, I'm putting some fun money in my pocket. Yeah. You know, and uh, of course back then in 1994, you know, uh, I started at $3.75 an hour. But once I really kind of took it upon myself, I wanted to progress. I wanted to learn. I didn't want it to become stale. Once I started learning more and then opening up opportunities for myself and I started seeing some more of that money coming in, that was definitely a big motivating factor for myself. It's one thing that, you know, we want to try to teach kids these days is sometimes you have to take it upon yourself to want to learn more to progress your career. I was lucky enough where I had a couple of guys that were with me throughout the years that really pushed me. So I was very appreciative of that. You know, I would not be where I am today without a very good friend of mine. Um, He's the one that really pushed me and showed me you can actually do big things in this industry. And, you know, at one point in time, I was actually making more money each year than three of my older brothers that had college degrees. That really opened my eyes. But, that, that's uh, something that we, we try and let the kids know because a lot of students, they're, they're told that if, you're, you're, if you don't go to college, you're not going to be successful. That's not accurate at all. So You can still find success outside of college for yes. sure. I'll tell you, it seems like that's exactly the opposite these mm-hmm. days. I mean, what, 20, 25 years ago, as you went to college, you were guaranteed a career coming out. Today, all you're guaranteed is a lot of debt. Yes, you know, that's the word. There's no guarantees anymore, but in the trades, there actually are guarantees. Yep. Yeah, we were just talking in the show before the show uh, about the labor shortages and how folks are looking for folks and how you in particular are looking for folks, Jeff. And so you're making a very, very valid point that these skills that we are teaching these students and these jobs that these students are going to be able to get coming out of school will be in demand. Isn't that right, Mike? Exactly. Because it doesn't matter who I talk to. You know, I've got friends in the auto body industry. I've got friends in the automotive repair industry and talking with different businesses for the podcast is like everybody's in the same boat they're looking for new talent people are retiring out and there's not a whole lot of people getting into it and no matter how many students we get there's still a deficit and there's a lot of reasons that's happening but we've got to keep 
pushing and working forward to try and get as many students out there and get them trained and get them out there so they can come and, and work for great companies like Synergy. Yep, absolutely. And Jeff, one of the things you mentioned was learning. You found out there was a lot to learn about HVAC. What were some of the more complicated concepts that you found yourself struggling with and how did you overcome those complicated concepts when it came to HVAC systems? Because they get pretty complicated as we found out <laughs> that with this whole do. COVID thing. Uh, they get very complicated, uh, especially today. Um, you know, they're, they're, constantly rapidly changing how these systems work uh, with the efficiencies and things like that for myself you know i came out started in the industry as a helper in, in installs um installing duct work and things like that sure uh which is very important uh you got to learn airflow sizing duct work and airflow is key to how a heating and cooling system works so I took to uh, the installation process very easily, sizing ductwork, fabricating ductwork. When I got into the service end of things, that was a whole nother world. And you know, I'd find myself sitting in front of a heat pump unit that's having an issue, and I'm like, oh my goodness, this could be a multitude of things, and you'd get a little overwhelmed. Once I finally learned the uh, sequence of operations uh, you can break a, a heating and cooling system down into three things high efficiency or uh, i'm sorry high voltage low voltage refrigeration circuit once i learned how to kind of break things down and simplify them things really started to click so it's very important to learn kind of a sequence of operations how the system works and what affects each other going down the line, whether you're tracing a circuit or looking at the flow of refrigerant. So going from installation into service, uh, it, was, it was definitely a challenge. But that's the great thing about this industry, or any trades industries, is there's always going to be a challenge. There's always going to be something that keeps it interesting. And the technology seems to only be growing and changing with the time. Tremendously, tremendously, especially in heating and air conditioning. You know, the government's heavily regulating efficiencies these days. and um, Plus the materials that you're having to use as coolants gets changed every so often. Mm -hmm. So That it does. The refrigerants constantly change. Of course, R22 was the old refrigerant, and then they changed to the 410A. Now they're talking about changing and going to possibly more of a propane-based type uh, really? refrigerant. Yeah. Oh, wow. So they, they didn't let 410A hang around too long. <laughs> um, so how does, how does that change things for you guys, though, changing the refrigerant style so often? It changes the entire dynamic of how you're reading. So when you hook your uh, refrigerant gauges up to a unit, you know, you're gathering information when you're reading refrigerant pressures. You're reading temperatures. And what these pressures and temperatures do can actually tell you what's going on with the system, be it poor airflow, there's a mechanical issue, things like that. But with these constant changes, it changes the entire dynamic. Going from R22 was a much more forgiving refrigerant and charging methods and things like that to 410A was much more stringent. You had to let the system run longer because you're running higher pressures with 410A. You have to let the system run longer so that your pressures will start to satisfy and, and even out. Um, so one of the biggest issues that we saw in the industry in that change from R22 to 410A, technicians weren't letting the unit run long enough. 
So you let the unit run for five minutes and you're like, oh no, it's low. Let me add more. Let me add more. Let me add more. And then 20 minutes later, you're way overcharged. How do you, how do you stay on top of something like that? Cause I can't imagine you don't get too many opportunities for trial by error in this industry. (laughs) Well, (laughs) working with people's HVA. Trial by error sometimes is the way you learn. (laughs) Sometimes. Yes, it is. Uh, I, I learned a lot from trial by error, but, uh, you know, you just really have to stay focused. You know, if you're young in the industry, listen to the older guys, the guys that have been there, done that, experienced it. That's a lot of older guys grinning right now. I'm out there listening. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, this day and age, YouTube is a wonderful thing. Good old YouTube University. Yeah. I actually have a technician um, that we had hired as an installer. He spends a lot of his spare time at home. He'll, he says he'll take about an hour each evening and watch some YouTube videos. And, you know, a lot of it covers a lot of the new and up and coming stuff. That's industry study now because you have whole YouTube communities and channels based on your industry, which is HVAC and electrical. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, so our installer that took it upon himself to take the time to watch these YouTube videos and learn is now one of our top performing technicians. He has had, he's multitude of raises since he started here and he's been with us less than two years. Oh, wow. But he is our superstar. You know, he takes the time to better himself. Like we were talking about earlier with the progression. And, right, being um, a self-starter. Right, yeah. right. Of course, as a business owner and in our company, we try to offer a lot of incentives. We have a, a program for our, our employees that we will pay for them to go to school. Nice. So, you know, they pay for the schooling. If they get a C average, we reimburse, you know, a certain percent, a B average, a certain percent. If you get an A, we reimburse you 100%. Wow. And so it's actually motivating people to do well in these courses. Yeah. So, you know, and that's one thing that, you know, just like with what Henrico County is doing in their trades programs, you know, we're trying to open that gateway to either younger people in the industry or even guys have been in it for several years but hadn't really taken the opportunity yet or hadn't had the opportunity because things cost money and money's hard to come by these days so we want to give them the opportunity to open up some doors for them to learn more because we want to see them grow we want to see them progress i always say i would love to see any employee of mine making a hundred plus thousand dollars a year because the more money they're making, yeah, the better it, off the company is doing. Exactly. Absolutely, absolutely. We are speaking with uh, President of Synergy Technical Services, Jeff Covington. Jeff, let me ask you this, man. Have you always wanted to become a business owner? Where did that, hey, I want to own my own business aspiration come from? For myself, I never wanted things to get stale. I never wanted to be bored with a job. Starting out with the installation, then moving up to service, from service into sales, from sales into management. You Um, really saw the whole industry. Yeah. So, you know, I always wanted that new challenge. Of course, I always wanted to make more money. Right. You know, I yeah, always thought about my future <laughs> and okay, because I've seen guys, you know, to each their own. Uh, they they want to do installs. That's all they want to do. But they know that I'm never going to make more than X amount of money. Yeah. For me, it was the sky's a limit. How can I do more? How can I set myself up to have a good future? I knew I wanted to have a family one day. That's expensive. Yes. Children are expensive. Yes. <laughs> um, are they I actually really? have a college or a, a daughter. You'll that's, figure it out. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I have a daughter right now that's transferring from VCU to uh, University of Tennessee, and she's moving down there in August. And I'm thinking, wow, I'm glad I made the decisions I did early yeah. on in my career. 
one of the things you were just saying that reminded me of something uh, my teacher said at the Chesterfield Technical Center in the automotive program. And he said, he goes, I'm not training you guys to change tires and to change oil. Y'all going to be technicians. Get that out of your mind that you're going to come in, you're going to get a job and you're going to stay there. You're going to advance. You're going to, you're going to do well. I like that. Buddy. He goes, you're going to push. Yeah. He goes, you're not going to come in and get a certification and walk out of here after two years. You're going to get every certification that is available for you. And that's what we, and that's what he pushed. And that's what, and that's what he meant. He was in business for himself. He came in, he, he retired, he was teaching and he was like a football coach. He was push, push, yell, yell, well, get it done, get it done. And I, I used, I come in, came in on the work weekends. You can have a great motivator, but when you get into being an adult, you got to start motivating yourself. Yeah. You've got to, if you want to be successful, you can't be complacent and happy where you're at. you got to be thinking about where am I going next. Yeah, there always has to be that level of self-awareness yeah. uh, for one. I think that's fantastic how your teacher kind of handled that from mm-hmm. day one is being that motivator. I think we do need more of that in our society these days of some yeah. motivators to let these yes. kids know that there is a career in this you don't have to make a career out of flipping burgers and McDonald's. Right. Um, it's a lot of hard work, but it's very rewarding. And there's channels that you can follow. There's a ladder that you can climb. Room for growth. Right. Hard work means better pay. Yeah. Better better career. Well, let's stick with that, though. Let's talk about positions. Uh, what positions are available in this industry? And maybe in particular, what positions are Synergy looking to fill? Synergy alone, I mean, we're looking for HVAC installers, service technicians, plumbers, um, electricians. I mean, we're looking across the entire gambit. We have a lot of positions that we need to fill. And I think that's pretty much the case for any, uh, you know, small to medium sized business, you know, in and around the Richmond area. Our motto is we're always hiring. Uh, We're always hiring because when somebody comes out of the Henrico County Trades Program and they're a superstar, they're motivated, they've learned, they want to learn more. We want that person. Yeah. Um, You know, we want to build our team with fresh new talent that's somebody that is motivated. And a lot of our kids are. I mean, if you go to the Regency Project, they're working on it today as of this recording. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it's actually the last day we recorded. There's some giveaway. Yeah, the show pre-recorded. <laughs> We're recording on, on the last day of summer building trades. Yep. And uh, the students there, I mean, they're just focused. They've gotten a lot done in the short time that they've actually been in the summer program. And you got an opportunity to come out and check out some of our kids during the summer building trades program. What was your initial reaction from that, Jeff? I was impressed. You know, from the moment we walked in there and, you know, I saw these young people, men and women, it was organized. Every single one of them were very engaged. Their interest was peaked and uh, they were very hands on. And I mean, I I saw a job that was more well ran than most commercial jobs I've, I've been <laughs> on. Uh, so yeah, it was very impressive uh, to, to see. Because I believe it was uh, some of the, the seniors were there yeah. that were there to, to work with mm-hmm. uh, the younger classmen. They were very engaged in working with their younger co-workers. Yeah, and so we have two classes of uh, workers there. We have student workers who are students that are already had the white caps on. They were already in one of our trades programs. And then you have the summer building trades kids who were in the green caps. And it is a cool moment where they get to bond with kids who are already in programs that maybe they want to be in eventually because summer building trades is for those rising high school level high school age kids and yeah 
around high school is when you start taking those age center courses. Yeah. So yeah, let's talk about the importance of CTE programs. Why do you were in a CTE program? Mike was in the CTE program. I took a few CTE classes <laughs> when I was in school. So let's talk about the importance of CTE to you. Why is CTE important to you? Well, I'll tell you, it's, it's very important, you know, and, and I can remember, it's been a long time ago, but when I was in high school, I saw some classmates that they knew what their path was. How they figured that out, I don't know. I was confused <laughs> school, at right? that age. What am I going to do with myself? What does my future look like? I don't know. That sounds like me. <laughs> uh, right. You know, so getting introduced to a CTE program really kind of opened my eyes and opened some doors. You know, and it was something that was very easy to make a decision to, to, to give it a try. You know, again, it wasn't something that was super expensive, like a four-year college, things like that. So I feel like the CTE programs are, are very important, uh, especially at the high school level, because it, it does open the younger generation's eyes and the kids that are in school of, hey, this is something that you can do. You know, like I said, I have three older brothers and I'm the youngest of four. And uh, by the time I came around, you know, I wasn't getting the attention that my brothers had, had received before of the conversations with our father of follow this path. I didn't really get that. So I, I didn't have a path laid out for me. So I feel like the kids that don't have somebody that can lay that path out for them, the CTE programs can really be a channel to help direct them in a path in their life, which is extremely important. I say it all the time on this program is that you can't aspire to be something that you don't know about. Hmm? So awareness the, is is really the goal. Career here, exposure. Like, career exposure, career yeah. awareness is what we're trying to get out to these kids and, and the different opportunities. College is good. Make sure you go to college with a plan. But also there's hundreds of opportunities outside of, of college that maybe will require college down the line that your employer will be looking to pay for. And, we and want that, you to know about all these options. And with all these options, you're one of the things they're learning is that what they may have been told in the past, that college is the only pathway to success, is not always accurate. I mean, there's, there's going to be plenty of people that for what they're going to do, and what they're planning is going to require college. You know, there's, so it, depends. there's it just depends. The the student has to get the exposure, has to get the they get the education and the information that they might not get anywhere else. If they just take a regular class, they're not going to learn about these things. They're not going to find out about these other opportunities that are out there. So um, trying to make that path shorter, more exactly. abbreviated to get you exactly. to that spot that you're saying, oh, you know what? I don't mind getting up doing this every day. Now, does that mean you have to love it every day? There's certain aspects I'm sure of everybody's job. They're like, ah, you know, I you've got to pay your dues. Yeah. If you're yeah. not paying your dues, you're not doing it right. You've got to pay your dues. You're not going to be successful without that. All right. But Jeff, let's put your uh, business owner hat on being the president. Uh, why should businesses consider even getting involved with their local CTE programs or more specific Henrico CTE? Henrico is on the forefront of solving a major issue that we're dealing with in society today. You know, I think businesses, we're all experiencing the same problems, I guess I would say, with the labor shortages. So, you know, I feel like the more businesses that get involved with a program uh, such as Henrico CTE program, I think the more we can all help each other solve this major issue. It's a win-win. It, it is. Yeah. Well, it's just like with the, you know, we have the business council that we that works yeah, with us. Advisor, you yeah. know, the business advisory council. We don't know if we're doing right if we're not 
getting feedback from the businesses on what we should be teaching our students. They, they, if they're involved and they're seeing the programs in action, seeing the students in action, they can give us the feedback we need to know so we can make alterations and adjustments because from year to year, just like with your, the technology in your, in your business is changing and your career field is changing on a regular basis. You're ahead of what we're going to be teaching. And so if we're going to make that change quicker, the only way that's going to happen is we get the feedback from the businesses. Yeah. So being, so each business out there, trades business, it doesn't really matter. You know, when you've got so many different programs, you know, our Center with 31 programs and 150 across the board from middle to high school, there's so many different areas where we could be getting that feedback from all these businesses so that we are at that curve. We're making that turn with the businesses and not trailing behind going, oh, gosh, we, why are you teaching that? That, that hasn't been used in decades. Yeah, it, you know? re- it really is. A, you know, and I think it's what Henrico has been yeah. always in Mac. Our directors always pushed is to is that we're not just going to be complacent. We're always going to be pushing the envelope and, and try and keep pace with the business changes. Yeah. And it really is a win win when you think about it, because you guys get the students that's prepared the way that you want, really an opportunity to grow your own. And then we have students that are happy to be in the industry or starting out in the industry that they have room to move up in. There was a conversation, as you remembered, Mac was talking with a business that he was trying to coach him to see if he wanted to get involved with the advisory group, the business advisory group. And he goes, and our main thing, this isn't just for a bunch of businesses to get together and and say, y'all doing a great job, you're doing a great job. We don't need that. He goes, we don't need a pat on the back. We need to tell us what we're not doing and where yep. we're missing, what we're missing out and where we need to be going, where we need to think about this is going here in the future. You need to make sure you're going to be ready and be there when it, the change is made. It's like you and you directing your business, making sure that you're staying with the technology and that you're bringing your people with them and they're getting trained. Mac and making sure that that our programs are there and that our businesses that are advising us are understanding what it is their part is in this uh, play so that we're we're getting what we have to get done so that it helps the businesses. Yeah, you know, because our main concern is always the students and the more people we get involved, the more op- options we can offer the students. And uh, in your situation, Jeff, more options for them to come in and, and uh, put those uh, HVAC, those electrical skills uh, to the task. So um, let's talk about parents. You're a parent yourself. What might you say to a parent who might be on the fence about letting their, their student try a CTE course or maybe take like an HVAC class or electricity and cabling, which we offer both, both we offer certifications in. And plumbing. And plumbing. Plumbing yep. fits in and here. <laughs> <laughs> everybody always, everybody misses that. I always forget to put the plumbing on the end. <laughs> it's, it's easy to miss, but yeah. it's part of HVAC. It's part of HVAC. So we have all those things. So what, what would you say to maybe a parent who might be on the fence about letting their student, students uh, participate in our program? I mean, it's not like it's a you know, they're not signing their name in ink to go into this industry. It's just good experience. And if they find out that they like it, we do have folks and professionals that we connect with that can put them in a job. So what would you say to a parent that you let them try it out? I mean, I would highly encourage parents to at least look into it. And I mean, it's, it's a highly lucrative and viable option for our youth today. If you want to do just try college, it's going to cost you tens of thousands of dollars. It's hard to try college. If you want to just try a trades program, you know, it's if it costs you anything, it's extremely minimal. Yeah. Um, at this point, you're just invested in a little bit of time. We need to bring more awareness out even to the parents of your child can have a very lucrative career. And again, the advancement opportunities, they don't always have to be 
you know, an installer or a service tech, you know, they can get into sales management and one day ownership. It's if a they big industry. To. Yeah. I don't even know what the figure is, but I could only imagine how many hundreds of millions of dollars of business per year that the trades generate in revenue. I mean, we saw with the pandemic, though, we, we had a, a series of episodes where we talked about essential workers. Yeah. And those guys never stopped working. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we saw the layoffs. Often those layoffs weren't from folks in that skilled trades area. Nope. Because they need, they still needed HVAC. They needed right. plumbing. They needed electrical. They needed all these things to keep going when the rest of the world stopped. We need engineers. We need lawyers. We need doctors. We need HVAC technicians yes. because the doctor's office, his office, his operating room or medical, his home, they got to have air conditioning. They got to have heating. They got to have plumbing. I've said it how, how many times, you know, what's the one trade that basically allows civilization to exist? Well, I could say one plumbing, but there's so almost all of them. All They're of them all do. essential. Mm-hmm. We could not survive as a civilization without these. And to sit there and say that these are menial and that these are not worth pursuing, I just don't understand the the mindset on that. It just well, doesn't that's make just sense. It, you know, I mean, especially you know during the the times of COVID and the pandemic and everything. I mean, we thrived through that. Yeah, we did not skip a beat. We were still hiring during all that. Yeah, um, it you know the trades are always going to be needed always and you talk about a doctor's office well how can a hospital function if it doesn't have electricity right people get the again the stigma of you know you see a plumber or some big fat guy with his you know his <laughs> butt crack hanging yep. out and he's all sweaty and just, no, the that's, that's not image. you know the that's not it at all that's I mean, a comedy bit that's not reality <laughs> right that is not reality and um through my experience of, of coming up through the heating and air conditioning industry for the past 29, almost 30 years, somebody's AC is broken, it's extremely hot, they have a baby in the house, an elderly person you know, that, that might have health issues uh, that can't be in that heat. When you get that AC system up and running and they feel that cold air, and you can just see the stress come down off of them. Yeah, you're Superman in that moment. You're Superman in that <laughs> moment. Um, and For I sure. think that's one of the things that really kept me going in the industry was how we actually help people. It was very, very rewarding. So you continue with that, the money's there. So, you know, again, that's something that we need to bring awareness to the parents as much as the, mm-hmm. the kids. Is Absolutely. They can make a lot of money. They can have it's a very, very lucrative, very lucrative, very yes. lucrative. If you're going to put the work in, got to put the work in. But that's really any that's, and that's with anything. Yeah, any, any anything you can't just sit by and. I mean, you'll sit in the same spot if you're stagnant. So you got to <laughs> yeah. put the work in in any industry. But this to is get one thing top. that I, you know, when I went to visit at Regency and um, and speaking, I think it was with Mac and uh, one thing that. He said that they really trying to instill is the work ethic, you know, in, in the yeah. kids and put that phone away, show up to work on time. That's a great start, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. of this is a very serious, you know, what we do is very serious, you know, from safety to oh yeah how lucrative your career can be the devil's in the details that that it is (laughs) that it is so you know that was one thing that very much intrigued me about uh the henrico cte program was not just about the technical aspects of the trades and and things like that it's also you know the work ethic and um putting more emphasis on you know how you can be a better person Mm mm-hmm 
Which again is what a lot of companies are looking at in yeah. this day and age, like we talked about earlier. A lot of companies are hiring based on work ethic and personality, yeah. not as much in the knowledge aspect of it. So it's a very important part of it as well. Well, we're trying to offer you guys a combo as my phone just goes off right there and I break my own rule. Hold you on here. broke your rule. Oh <laughs> it my was gosh. it was my hydrate bottle. Five demerits. Five, demerits. Five demerits. Five demerits. There it is. There it is. They're docking it out my pay. But I Jeff, can't I'm believe gonna, I pulled we that got demerit a, word out. Yeah, demerit. I got to Google that one. No, I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> we're going to make you stay an hour after. <laughs> after right. in the warehouse. <laughs> there you go. Well, Jeff, uh, thank you so much for being on Henrico CT Now. i got to bring the show to a close because we probably could talk for a whole another 30 to 45 minutes about this topic. But, Jeff, thank you so much for allowing us to steal some of your time. You mentioned you were really, really busy. It was hard to nail this guy down, guys. <laughs> I'm telling you, uh, in the heat of the summer here in yes. Virginia. These a lot of ACs stay, broken. A lot of ACs broken, which <laughs> means a lot of business. For very, very guys. busy. But, uh, you know, I appreciate you guys having me on the show. Uh, it's, it's been a fun experience. And, uh, you know, I look forward to, to working with all of you more in the CTE program. Great. Awesome. All right, guys. So I want to remind you, check us out. Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all at the handle Henrico CTE. Check out HenricoCTE.com and learn about all the awesome programs that we offer your student here inside of Henrico County. Who knows? They might end up working for Jeff. Seems there like a go. pretty nice guy. Who knows? <laughs> Give us a call. <laughs> and uh, Mike, tell them where they can find the podcast. You can find the podcast on all of your major podcast apps and the majority of your minor. We're adding them all the time. Don't uh, miss an episode. All right. That's it for us. For Jeff, for Mike, I'm Rashawn. This has been Enrico CT Now. Until next time. So long, everyone.